0: Zero hours. Catherine Mather. Ow! Zero hours. Hello and welcome to Zero Hours podcast with me, Catherine Mather, where I speak to comedians and creatives about the best and worst jobs they've had to do to get by. Today, I'm joined by comedian and administrator Hannah Platt. How are you doing? I'm good, cheers, thanks.
1: An administrator, yeah.
0: Yeah, I am as well. To be fair. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah it's very exciting
0: yeah oh well, we we're just saying weren't we pre pre-recording uh that it is it nobody can do this full-time immediately unless you come from family wealth
1: completely yeah and uh, yeah some people are just not upfront about it at all and yeah I think I think you feel worse when you don't know everyone else's situation as well you think you're the only one who can't make ends meet by comedy alone so it makes you feel like, oh, it's because I'm doing something wrong rather than, oh no, they've got rich parents.
0: Yeah. It makes you feel like you're not working hard enough.
1: Yeah, or just it's like, am I not funny? If I suddenly become <laughs> amazingly funny, do you just do you just receive a check in the in the post? <laughs> like, <laughs>
0: oh my god, that
1: would be so good. <laughs> I'd love to be yeah, paid by like joke rate, like hit rate rather than just like your set fee.
0: Yeah, that'd be good. It? Actually, no, that wouldn't be good because the amount of gigs <laughs> I've tanked and just still walked away with the money.
1: Yeah, I mean, as long as like you could just go, hey, that's a joke. Is it like, did the audience vote? Yeah, we're getting into gong territory with that yeah. now. So <laughs> you've got to do a survey of the audience to see if they thought it was a joke or not.
0: Yeah, you're like, well, technically, it is a technically well-constructed joke the fact that you didn't laugh at it is a whole other thing
1: yeah when you got yeah when you've really got to explain it to someone that really makes it funny yeah
0: mm, yeah they're the best jokes i find <laughs> <laughs> so um we'll get we'll get right into it um what what is your worst job ever been
1: so all the jobs i had before i moved to manchester where I was talking to my mate about this the other day. I only realised when I was in Liverpool and I was walking around trying to point out where I used to work and none of them are there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> every, every single bar and restaurant that I worked in in Liverpool has been shut down. Um, but I think, I think all, like all together they were all bad jobs, but there's one in particular on the day I left that I was like oh well I'll save it for Catherine (laughs) it was just it was working in a bar uh, on the Albert Dock in Liverpool and like the bar was fine and that but it's just more um having to do toilet checks in a bar full of drunk people is Mm -hmm. just when you're so sober it's just the worst thing like especially when you've got to do blokes just can't aim
0: no I feel like
1: it it needs to be taught in schools or something. <laughs> like they need guidance. Um, but on my last day, it was genuinely like the last time I had to do my last ever toilet check, and I had to check the men's and the women's. This was only at like fucking three o'clock in the afternoon. Mm. And I went in to check the the men's and it was un- like eerily pristine. I was like, this is wrong. And what I found, we used to keep like a uh, candles on top of the cistern mm. and um, in the candle on top of the cistern of the toilet someone had done a shit in it what? like a tiny a tiny little curly turd in so they'd seen the toilet and gone that's not for me <laughs> and they looked <laughs> up and they'd gone oh that's where I'm doing it that's where that's...
0: a man does his poop yeah
1: yeah yeah in like a vanilla scented candle <laughs> yeah just working in bars and like I feel like we're very similar in that I can't imagine either of us uh, thriving in a customer service environment no Uh, not
0: especially
1: because I just yeah I just don't have a I don't have a face that like hides anything (laughs) I cannot (laughs) I cannot I cannot hide any like disgust or contempt but also I sometimes think I'm doing big, happy face. And like, you know, when um, if you watch yourself back, when you do stand up, and sometimes I'll be like, wow, I really acted that bit out. And it turns out when you watch the footage back, I just like moved my hand once.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but you feel like you've really gone to town on it.
1: Yeah, I'm like, wow, that is that is some physical comedy I just did. (laughs) And it is very much not the case. I just kind of like waved my hand up yeah. and down once um but yeah. yeah I always thought that I was giving like a you know because having to greet people at a bar when they first walk in and like show them to a table or whatever or mm. let them know where to order that was just I thought I was giving big warm warm greetings and I absolutely was just going Oh, you sit there <laughs> <laughs> what do you want <laughs> yeah why are you here <laughs> just more of a threat but yeah
0: that's yeah it's hard work isn't it trying to be nice to people
1: yeah and especially when you've been on like a lot you know when you work in bars and restaurants those can be long shifts where you're on your feet talking and knobheads all day yeah and I absolutely hated it at any point where I feel like I don't like any other job like I work in an office now and like anytime I feel like that I'm like well at least I get to I have a miserable face and no one tells me off. <laughs> yeah. at least Leave never... me alone with my miserable face. <laughs> it's just who I am. <laughs> it's, it's, all I've, it's the one face I have. <laughs> yeah, you're
0: like, at least I've never had to pull people out of a bathroom cubicle for having a threesome and
1: throw them out. Oh, Jesus, is that a genuine thing you've had to do?
0: Yeah, I had so
1: many questions. None of them answered. Uh, yeah, I would not be asking questions in that situation. I'd be—I mean, the questions would just be directed at myself. Like, what have I become? <laughs> Why am I here? <laughs> Why am I getting paid minimum wage to to break up a threesome in a yeah. public place? <laughs> yeah, just yeah, just trying to deal with people. I remember in that bar as well, there was a guy who because like. On the Albert Dock, a lot of the times it's tourists who have like come for like the Beatles Museum and stuff like. We were right next door to the Beatles Museum. Um, We just get a lot of people sometimes just walking in, being like, "Is this the Beatles Museum?" It's like, what part of this bar (laughs) looks like it is commemorative for the the Fantastic Four? Like, no. (laughs) Um, But yeah, there was so it would be tourists and then it'd be rich people who live in fancy flats in the Albert Dock Mm. and we'd get this one bloke who'd come in who had a really old guy and he'd bring in like his bit on the side and they would have so like we were open on Christmas Eve and it'd always be like well if you do Christmas Eve you don't have to do New Year's or vice versa Mm. and on Christmas Eve He'd bring in, like, his, his young partner, who's, mm-hmm. like, not his wife, and they would have, like, their Christmas in our bar. Yeah. And it was just really, like, this is grim. Because it would just be, like, a 19-year-old girl sat with, like, an elderly man uh, being plied with alcohol. And then, like, she would leave early. I don't know, it's said bedtime. <laughs> <So laughs> her mum's calling her home. And then he would just sit at the bottom because he's, like, a rich guy who's always there. Like, he'd spend a lot of money and he would tip really well.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: also, it's just, like, when someone's that drunk, they don't realise that, like, time's getting on and there's no hints. that You know, it's all subtlety goes out the window when you're pissed. Yeah. So it's just, like, you're trying to be, like, you know, just oh, I've turned off the coffee maker. You know, I've turned off the coffee machine. I feel like that's a big, mm. that's a big indicator. When that little mat is on a coffee machine, don't ask for anything else. Like, yeah. When, when the chairs are stacked around you and we're waiting for your chair to stack, mm. don't ask for anything else. But it would just be, you just get this man's life story every single time. And it was just, its just really like, again, I'm being paid minimum wage and it's like, at first, I really felt like I was a character in a film because I'd like, you know, I'd be, I'd be cleaning the glass, <laughs> <laughs> leaning on the bar, and pouring him a drink. But then, you know, after like the fourth hour of doing that, it, that that glass is clean. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've shined that glass; it's very shiny. I want to go home, <laughs> and I,
0: I don't give a shit about your childhood.
1: <laughs> yeah and especially like i don't know it's very hard to feel sorry for someone when this whole bar is open for you to just drink on your own no one else is here yeah I, i'm just here to serve you at the minute in your <laughs> in a bar that is round the corner from your i'm imagining very expensive flat i'm just like oh i hope the bus still runs it's, <laughs> 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 it's getting on and it's christmas eve
0: <laughs> please
1: Please let me leave. Do
0: you think it's sadder to be drinking in a bar on your own or drinking at home on your own?
1: I always feel, right, a lot of things are sadder when they're done in public because other people Mm. can see. I'm really like, I feel like that's why I don't get on that well with festivals. I don't mind when I'm performing at a festival, Mm. but attending a festival, I feel like I've been locked out of my house. So uh, I I like there's nowhere to hide there's nowhere to hide. <laughs> there's nowhere to go. It's like what am I gonna do? Sit in my tent and be hot and like it's like a weird temperature in like fucking polyester, like it's horrible. So I feel like yeah, I like the privacy of my own home where I can just be on my own and no one's going. That girl's on her own. Yeah. That girl don't know where she's going. <laughs> so So I,
0: I really enjoy doing things on my own. Um And I've come to embrace it recently. Do do you feel like you would enjoy doing things on your own
1: if there wasn't that judgment
0: of people? Because I've had yeah, maybe yeah,
1: yeah. I don't mind it so much. I think when I because I I stopped smoking about a year ago. Round of applause for me. And um, because a big thing was that I realised, and it's so sad. It's an absolute shit reason to carry on smoking for so long. I was like. I was so anxious about being alone outside, and I thought other people were looking at me, being like, "She's on her own; she's got no pals." So I'd be smoking because I'd be like, "Oh, it looks like it looks like I'm out here smoking." What a sad reason! It's social anxiety. I'd rather be, I'd rather sheer years off my life than be uncomfortable for like two minutes.
0: <laughs>
1: Just give me, let me breathe
0: the poison.
1: Okay. yeah yeah I'd rather I'd rather be alive for less time than feel uncomfortable in this next 10 seconds while I wait for the bus that's so stupid so yeah I think that just I always I feel like I always look like a um I'm rushing to get somewhere are you a fast walker
0: I am quite a fast walker but I live in London so if you're not you just get trampled and mauled. that's
1: yeah, that's a good point because I feel like I'm a fast walker, but then it's like um, if I'm just going for a walk on my own, I complete it very quickly. <laughs> <So> it's like <laughs> I need to, I need to, I need to learn to stroll mm. and enjoy time on my own rather than being like we're getting from point A to point B.
0: Yeah. But do you th- feel like that is um, kind of the, I feel like it's kind of the hustle, isn't it? You know, sort of elderly people. When when I see what elderly people complain about, I always think I wish that I lived in your youth. I wish I had your life because <laughs> that, it must was, have been, that was
1: fucking idyllic. <laughs> yeah, it
0: really must have been. You know, so they can stroll because they would have. You know, th- there would be a couple, and they would have one job between them, and that was enough to buy a house, have a yeah. car, raise three kids, and go on two holidays a year. Whereas I feel like we have to rush because everything has to be productive in some way
1: yeah usually
0: financially so we can afford to eat
1: yeah this is very correct and also I feel like um there's this weird like guilt that I feel sometimes if I'm doing something for pleasure I'm like what's the point of this <laughs> yeah what how oh, am I well oh, I'm not I'm not monetizing this or like this is a Ugh, content look yeah it's weird
0: and sad isn't it that that we've been sort of programmed that way
1: yeah I've started really enjoying um going going this is so it it makes me feel it makes me feel insane when I go I really like water but I really like (laughs) bodies of water I find that very calming so Mm. I've enjoyed going for walks along bodies of water yeah that feels nice and that feels like something that I'm like Oh, this is just purely for calming enjoyment, and there's no way that like I need to take a picture, or I need to tell someone about it, or I need to write a joke about it, or mm. I need to be like, oh, what else is going on? What can I, what can I write about this or whatever? I'm just enjoying water. <laughs> yeah, it's important to find those things, isn't it?
0: Those yeah, little yeah, things
1: that you like. But I think yeah, I think just because like you've got blinkers on because you're just like, oh my God, I'm so'm I'm so busy from like the second you wake up, you rush rush, rush around. oh, I've got to get to work now I've got to, especially if you gig in and then you're working. Yeah. it's just really like you're like when do we, when do I get to just have a sit and an exhale yes. when I'm not thinking about, oh God, right okay, I've got 10 minutes. Uh, to do this, uh, I've got to, to eat dead quick. I've got to rush dead quick. I've got to get my train. I've got to, oh, yeah. And I'm doing my makeup on the train because I'm a woman, so I, I can't I can't be in public without having a full face slap.
0: Yeah, that's. Uh, I did one gig without makeup, and I felt like a feminist icon. <laughs>
1: I feel like that when I tie my hair up on stage, I'm like, wow.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It must be so nice being a bloke and not having to think about all that.
1: Yeah, totally. I feel like they just get more like more time. I'm like thinking about like I like dressing up. That's like that's for me. Hmm. But like definitely wearing makeup, I'm like, oh, I can't be on stage without wearing a full face. Yeah, and I'll do it, and I, and it's like I don't get to enjoy my train ride to the gig or whatever. Or think about what set I'm gonna do as much because I'm just, I'm just putting foundation on my face and getting like tuts off, off men. And yeah. I'm like, when else am I doing this? <laughs> <laughs> when do you want me to do it again in the privacy of my own home? Hide. Yeah. Get a little tent. Get a little train tent. <laughs>
0: We don't want a peep behind the curtain. Yeah, yeah. All of this is private. What do you think the logic is behind uh, not being able to go on stage without makeup?
1: Uh, I don't think there is any logic. I think it's just... uh, I think we've forgotten what faces look like. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm really like... I don't know about you, but when I see pictures of me on stage, and even if I think I'm wearing a lot of makeup on stage, it doesn't look like anything... So then I'll see a picture of myself, and I look like the most loon friendliest ghost. I just look like a little little white face, and I've got a little round, I've got a little round fat face. So there's no like, I need to draw features on, so it looks like I have a normal face. Whereas like, why don't blokes look like little ghosts?
0: Yeah, I don't I, know why. Don't know, do you reckon it's because we're just used to not seeing them with makeup on?
1: Maybe and maybe facial hair helps a bit because mm. it's like kind of like contouring for blokes.
0: Yeah, it hides half of your face, doesn't it, if you got a beard.
1: Yeah. I saw someone um on the tram the other day who had shaved his beard in just the worst place. So I thought if you've got a beard, it's like hiding double chin and stuff like that. And it's like that's quite good for a guy to be able to like have that naturally. Mm. But he'd shaved his beard like under his chin oh my god
0: why do people do that
1: the neck what's beard. the fucking point of that it's not even but it's not even a beard on the neck be a neck a neck beard is is the is the beard on the neck this was an absence of this was just chin beard oh god just finished like, the job yeah it's, it looks really weird it looks like he'd started shaving and like his razor stopped working or something it might <laughs> It, yeah, genuinely might not thinking about it. I'm th- I'm thinking everything is just stylistic choice. It's like, no, some some people have run out of race. <laughs> on the way to get batteries for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's where he was going on the tram. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'll forgive him.
0: Yeah. No, don't. Don't. <laughs> you probably don't deserve it.
1: Yeah. I got um so, like, speaking about, like, being on your own places and or, like, not being, wearing makeup or anything like that, I got, I had um, someone take my picture on the tram this week. Oh, no, why? Like, laughing at me and taking my picture. Oh,
0: that's awful.
1: It was horrible. What, where, I, what were you doing? Nothing. Oh. Existing.
0: Existing as a woman in the world. <laughs> you know what i absolutely hate that you know when people are filming drunk people on the tube on, and they put it on twitter or yeah. you know like there's some uh, you know a, an old lady who don't know how to use a cash point or whatever and i just i'm like is there no privacy why Why people exist yeah does it do you always have to be documenting fucking everything and humiliating strangers not that that guy who had his cock and balls out at the uh, the euros put that online <laughs> make him <laughs> lose his job yeah but not not just no I mean even that I was against you know just like leave people alone but also it's like
1: I love that you you're equating someone being drunk or not being able to use technology with me just sitting down <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i was genuinely uh... just being a woman wearing jeans like i d- I dress up quite a lot and like mm-hmm. you know if people are like looking at me or maybe like you know being judgy about what i'm wearing because i'm over the top i don't care about that i think i look good yeah. but i was wearing jeans and a t-shirt i couldn't have been more basic oh god th- so that's when it's like i think part of like my insecurity is been like oh i'll dress big because if, if i feel like people are laughing at me it's because they're laughing at my outfit whereas yeah. uh, there's no there's nothing to hide behind when you're wearing jeans and t-shirt they are laughing at you your your existence
0: your essence <laughs> oh no that's awful i hope that it was for good reasons
1: it it, it really wasn't because i could mm. see the messages <laughs> but yeah i i went i went psycho at him yeah I went, I went ballistic, and then someone intervened on yeah. his behalf. And I was like, are you joking? What? So what was their defence? Um, we can't be yelling like that on the tram, is he said. What? What? why oh not <laughs>
0: yeah I think so Sean Locke had a wonderful joke about someone saying to him, and they like lost his uh, bags on an airplane and mm. they're like now is not the time for swearing sir and he was like now is exactly the time for swearing I feel like yeah. that, <laughs> that situation, <laughs> very true. that is the exact point that you should be shouting and swearing at a stranger
1: yeah, and I wasn't I even stop. swearing. I was, I was just upset and yelling at someone for being a dickhead. Um, and yeah. yeah, I couldn't get over it. it it's, it's it, it, it's ruined my life. is oh. what I'm gonna say. <laughs> no, is <laughs> that I've got a joke about it again. That's that I can't exist. I can't exist without making anything into stand-up. But if yeah. something upsetting happens to me, I will just turn it into a joke. really like, oh, okay. Yeah. I got at at least five minutes out of that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You have to get something from it, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, But yeah, that's it. So that's that's the worst job I've ever had. (laughs) (laughs) Being on a tram. And that was on my way to work as well. Again, Uh, why can't I just exist? (laughs) I don't want to be here. (laughs) I don't want to be on this fucking tram. I don't want to be having to go to work. No. it's horrible
0: yeah
1: people are the worst yeah that's why I don't don't want to go outside drinking the house on your own in Mm -hmm. the privacy of your home yes
0: I agree I feel like that's the the best way of doing it
1: yeah Um, don't talk to someone on minimum wage about your issues Uh, shout them in the privacy of your own home (laughs) at a (laughs) mirror
0: yes (laughs) and then into a pillow
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, if you're going to be polite about it, I guess we've got yeah. neighbours.
0: Oh yeah, I live in a house share. I can't, I can't be shouting.
1: Uh, I live in Manchester, so I'm allowed to not have uh, people. Are, you live in London; it's got to be a house share. I don't think I've ever met anyone who isn't in a house share in London.
0: No, it's it's incredible when you meet people. And you're like, oh, actually, I live alone, and you're like, oh, you're from Family Money.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I didn't know that. <laughs>
1: yeah yeah. oh congratulations on the the chance that you got born in that womb
0: yeah oh my god I had I I do apologize though this is a podcast about you but um I (laughs) I, so I was coming home we're all coming home from work and we've been out drinking so you know we do on the on the train back doing the oh what stuff are you getting off that sort of Mm -hmm. chat and this guy went I'm getting off in Hoburn uh, which is very central uh, for mm. our American listeners. Um, very, very central London. Uh, and, he, and, and we're like, oh, cool. And then what, what train are you changing on to? And he went, oh, no, I, yeah. I, I live there. And we're all like, you're <laughs> posh. And he went, oh, no, no, I'm not posh. It's just that my father owns property there.
1: What? <laughs> right? <laughs> that, that, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not. I'm not wet, I'm just drenched. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That means you posh pal. Yeah, yeah, that is the definition of. Mm. That's Jeez. why you don't
0: give a shit at your job and we all have to pick up the slack
1: after you. <laughs> don't need the money. <laughs> God. Yeah, I think some people some people really like um show their like uh unawareness sometimes, don't they like that? Especially, I think because like people are so insecure about generational wealth as well, which is mad. Yeah. Uh, be made up. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking the piss because I'm jealous. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. It's... Yeah, it's it's funny because pe- yeah, people really like to hedge that, don't they? Like, oh no, it's just because of this. Oh no, it's just because um, my 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 grandma was a millionaire and she died. <laughs> yeah. So. I was- yeah. <laughs> great. Good for you. I'm really happy yeah, congr- for you. Congratulations on existing. I get when I exist, I get uh, people laughing at me and taking pictures of me on the tram. But when you exist, it's a it's a great time. Well done. <laughs>
0: Fantastic. So, uh, you, bar bar work mm. was the worst job.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I haven't. Yeah. I haven't talked to people and always. Always being gone in everyday life mm-hmm. is horrible that's easily my worst job
0: yeah did you do any other hospitality
1: I worked yeah I, so I worked in restaurants and bars um mm-hmm. i worked I worked at a bar in Manchester when I first moved when I first moved to Manchester this is the thing about trying to like when you're trying to move and I lived in Liverpool and I got told when I was going to look at flats to rent oh well like you need to have had the job that you're at for a certain amount of time to be able to prove that like you know you're going to keep that job and you're in steady employment so I was like right okay so I'll I'll get a job in Manchester and commute but the jobs I was getting at the time were like rubbish because I never worked in anything that wasn't a bar and a restaurant so then you just end up getting other bar and restaurant jobs so I was commuting for a bar job. Oh, just... So I so I could be like I work in Manchester. Yeah. And then they were like, Oh, you haven't worked there long enough. And I was like, But I got the job for you, estate agent. <laughs> oh fucking hell. Yeah, but I worked in yeah, when I worked in a, a bar in Manchester, it's still there. And I don't know how because there was never <laughs> anyone in there. Everything was so expensive. It was a it was a wine bar, it's so expensive. And there's never anyone in there. And we always had. There was, like, a general manager who would always be watching us on the CCTV. Mm-hmm. And it felt like the CCTV wasn't there for, like, you know, like the customers, like, if they stole something or if they got aggressive or anything like that. It felt like it was there to see that we were doing our job. Because oh. any time that, like, one of us was, like, you know, like, leaning or, like, having, like, a cheeky look at their phone, like, under the counter when no one was there. And, again, no mm. one is in this bar. If ever any of that happened, there would be a call from my general manager being, like, um, Sarah's on her phone. If She was on her phone for a split second. There's literally no one in this bar. Yeah. Why are you
0: watching us? That's creepy.
1: Yeah, so it really felt like, uh, yeah, it just felt like you were being watched the whole time. Oh, nice. so yeah, something, something going on that was very, very weird. Uh, there's
0: money laundering. It's. I
1: feel like there's something going on. Mm. That's why I'm trying to be cagey about because it's still there. So that's why I'm trying yeah. to be like cagey about the place because I don't want to get you know like in trouble or anything. <laughs> A fucking the... mob after us. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's bizarre. And I remember when I was there as well. This is just like. Yeah, you ever know, had those managers who just talk to you and act like you've never done anything in your life? Mm. I remember getting like, you know, like I've been training in a bar. If you've worked in bars before, it's just more like this is where we keep stuff, or yeah. like this is where this is the way that we do it, which is mm-hmm. fine. I remember this manager was being like, Oh, and you check the toilets, uh, you know, this time of day and whatever. And he showed me how to use toilet duck <laughs> as, if, as if I don't do that in my own home yeah.
0: Now I don't know if you've got a toilet um, Hannah yeah.
1: but...
0: <laughs> I don't know if you've
1: ever seen one of these he <laughs> <laughs> like, said yeah he showed me how to get like you know like a, a toilet duck and just put it round the, round the basin it's like, mm. I know <laughs> God <laughs> he, he was like and oh, no, how do you want to do it you know as if like to show him that he can do it, and it's like, why do you need proof for this? It's oh. not like it's. It's not. Look, this is. This isn't life or death, but also I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm an adult. And I know how to clean a toilet. That's fucking tragic. That isn't it. Bizarre. It's just so weird when people treat, and we also with that i've been endless, endless health and safety training but like hours and hours of it and it's like it's good to have someone you know who can like if there's an emergency but again no one is ever in this bar <laughs> if it's, the emergency will be oh my god there's more than three people here like we've never been so overrun but it's like just endless endless health and safety training which was really really felt over the top for us just pouring drinks yeah so so strange just endless youtube videos about how to put someone in the recovery position. And again, all of this is good stuff, but not, this feels uh, just, it feels so much stuff, you know, it, it feels inappropriate for what we're doing. Yeah. Uh,
0: usually you could just call an ambulance if someone that,
1: needs. That, that is a big option. Yeah. Uh, we had um, CPR. In our, in our work this week uh, mm-hmm. learning how to do CPR and like one of those creepy mannequins oh, yeah. and, and like in in the, the training video it was literally like call an ambulance this is what the ambulance will probably tell you this is what the 999 operator will probably tell you to do on the phone but yeah. this is if your phone is run out of battery and there's no one around who has a phone because it was literally just like call for help yeah do that first get
0: the professionals in
1: please yeah um but yeah if anyone ever needs cpr from me they're screwed because it's way hard it <laughs> and really, i can't do it, it.
0: They, i did uh, a first aid course at college and they taught us the first story that they told us was of somebody uh someone who just like passed out and someone started doing cpr and then broke a rib which then well, that's, pierced that's their heart. That's what they were saying. And, they died. <laughs> and you're like, oh my God. It pierced their heart.
1: Yeah, or some other lung or something. Oh my gosh. Because on, on the training, it was telling us, like, oh, if you don't be worried about breaking their rib, because you can fix a rib. Mm. And I was like, I don't think I have the strength to do, <laughs> to break a rib. Like, yeah. Because it was really like, you've got to press dead hard. Yeah. And I was like, I'm small. I'm putting like my full weight on the on like this mannequin, and it's not even enough. It's like, screw. <laughs> Gonna have to like stamp on someone's chest to try and get any kind of momentum going. I'm helping. <laughs> yeah, man, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> A tiny woman is kicking that man to death. she
0: was already down.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> they said to do that in the video. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! So at what point in um your sort of horrible uh, employment of uh, of hospitality
1: um did did comedy come into it? So when I moved to Manchester and I was doing I was doing work for the mob, Um <laughs> i I started like just before I moved to Manchester, and that's when that was the last hospitality job I had when I first moved here. Because uh, it's so hard to juggle bar work and restaurant work because they're open at night. They get busiest in the evening, and that is when gigs happen.
0: Yeah.
1: So it was like my career goals were to get a job that finished at five o'clock. That was my big career <laughs> goals. Yeah. So then I could, then I could just be always available for a gig. Yeah. yeah.
0: And was comedy, uh, at what point did you think that you wanted to do it as a job? Was it immediate or did it sort of grow on you, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I think it kind of grew on me a bit. I think it's just more when you're like, oh, this is is going well more than it's going bad. I Mm. really enjoy it. I feel like maybe there could be momentum. But I think it's just more that like even even if nothing was happening or even if it didn't feel like it could ever be a job, if I'm still enjoying it, I still would just do it. You know, yeah. I, I look at people who feel like they're having like a bad time because they're not like progressing or they're not getting the right attention or like industry's not paying attention to them or anything. It's like, but are you having a good time? It don't sound like you're having a good time.
0: Yeah. That's um... really, that's
1: really what it's for. Cause it's so, it's so competitive. This is people's dream job. Of course, there's going to be a, loads of people competing for the same stuff. It's like, but if you're enjoying it, then that's fine, isn't it?
0: Yeah, no one goes
1: into it for the money. Yeah, totally. And you, you can't because it's such a bad way of making money straight away.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: it's... that's a bad career plan. Oh, be God. a dentist or something, <laughs> or a plumber. Or... Yeah. Yeah, builders. Yeah, yeah. physical labour. Yeah, do that instead. The,
0: <laughs> that's what the money's at. So, um, what, like, w- was comedy something that you'd always wanted to do, or how yeah. did you?
1: Yeah, I was you just really aware? like, I was really worried about it. I wanted mm-hmm. to do it. I loved comedy since I was like a young teenager, and I'd mm-hmm. always go and watch shows, and like, I'd always take. Like it' would always be like late night, like stand up from around the world like late night, and I would like take that and watch it when I got home from school and stuff, and like I always loved comedy, but I was just like, oh, but that's not meant for me because I was just really like so anxious about going up and standing in front of people and being like it's silence every-. it's very obvious if you're not doing well in comedy
0: yeah like
1: if if you're a singer people applaud at the end no matter what and mm. no one can be like you can tell if it's good objectively good but like you can't read the minds of everyone else in the room you no. can't hear the response unless they're going your shit and most of the time for music like they're being polite for comedy they don't have that respect no. but like you know for anything else or like any kind of performance it feels like it's not obvious unless something has gone absolutely wrong that it's not going well whereas like in comedy it's like if no one's laughing it's going bad yeah and it's very obvious and it's hard to like get that back as well once it feels like because then people go no one else is laughing so I must be wrong so I'm not gonna laugh
0: yeah and then it becomes
1: a very long 20 minutes yeah it feels like forever and especially when you start as well, like your first five minutes, it feels like you're on stage for an eternity. Yeah. So I was just so anxious about about that. So I'd always wanted to do it, but I was just really like, oh, that's gonna that's gonna be terrifying. But then, um, uh, I got dumped by my fella at the time, mm-hmm. and we were living together, and I had to like go back to like living on a mate's couch and stuff like that, and I was like oh I felt like I'd hit rock bottom and I was like oh if no one laughs at me I don't care because I don't care about anything anymore <laughs> so that's a really good time to try stand up when you just don't care what people think of you anymore
0: yeah when you're really emotionally fragile <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah yeah when you're vulnerable and need support yeah
0: uh... try
1: talking to a bunch of strangers who don't care about you about what's yeah. wrong
0: who actively want to hurt
1: you? Sometimes, yeah. I did a gig at an axe-throwing place on Friday. Mm. Uh, you, it, it, there's there's weapons there. You know they've yeah. they've been really throwy with axes recently. They've they've got targets, and now I feel like a target. <laughs> Were you well received? It went really well. Um, thankfully, yeah, <laughs> I didn't get. But it is—it's a very—it's its an odd place. It's an odd choice for a venue for comedy because you can just see at the at the back the targets are at the back of the wall, mm. and you're like, oh, I feel like they they're looking at me and they're seeing. You know when like in a cartoon, of a character's hungry and they'll see like a person as a hot dog. Yeah. So I feel <laughs> like if I'm not doing well, I feel like I'll start to turn into like a dartboard shape.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so on that. What was your, What's your worst ever gig
1: been? Oh God, oh, there's so many. <laughs> <laughs> Which to choose? <laughs> <laughs> Which one should I pick today? Um, I think the one that always sticks out because it's just a weird story is mm. I was we were in a a cricket club. Classic. <laughs> yeah, solid. <laughs> always goes well at a cricket club uh, when you can smell bleach before you've walked in the venue you know you're having a good time uh, if there's if there's mobility scooters littered outside i know i'm in for a good one
0: that's how um, the story always begins was oh, at a cricket yeah. club
1: yeah yeah a cricket club or a rugby club or mm. for some reason comedy always happens at those places and it never should.
0: Yeah, those flat roofed community buildings.
1: Yeah. When there's a bit when there's a big walk up to the venue, mm. nothing around, like loads <laughs> of like just a big pitch. And you're walking up and it feels like you're on a march to your yeah. doom. You Line or flooring throughout. Yeah. Yeah. Or when you're, carpet. When the green room is the changing room. Oh god. Yeah, and it, it makes me feel like I'm in PE at school. <laughs> um, I don't know if I give off this vibe, but I did not. That, I didn't thrive in that environment. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, I love it as yeah. well. They, they've usually bought cans because they don't typically sell beer, or if they do, uh, they, it, it's not. On, it's never on draft. They've been Costco yeah. and bought cans.
1: Or there's a tiny little, like, corner bar where it's just, like, a really upset 17-year-old goth Mm. going, what? Because you've distracted them from your phone by asking for a a plastic cup of cider. (laughs) But, yeah, this, this the cricket club gig, I remember we got there and there was no audience there. Perfect. And I was like, cool. So it's just not happening. It's just not happening. So we had a, we were having a drink and we sat in, in the cricket club having a drink. And the promoter goes into the bar that's next door. It's like attached to like a, a bar. And um, there's a wake happening in the bar. Oh, no. And he's like, there's comedy happening. Come and watch some comedy. And they're like, no, we're grieving for Nana. <laughs> like, it's, it's we're not in the mood. Fair play. And there was, I think there was like rugby on off football on, on the like on the TV. And he made the bar turn it off. And the guys that were at the wake were really fucked off.
0: Yeah. Because
1: they were they were big blokes in morning suits and like, you know, toxic masculinity and all that. They can't like they can't grieve. They're not allowed mm. to show that they're upset. So that was then an opportunity for them to take their grief out on me. (laughs) Oh, no. Because I was on first. (laughs) Because they were like, it was almost then a point of protest because they were like, you've turned off the football. And they were like, no, because there's comedy on. So they were like, right, OK, well, we'll watch the fucking comedy then, which is always, when someone calls it the fucking comedy, (laughs) it's they're really in the mood. (laughs) (laughs) And, yeah, and they were just, they were, like, they had decided that they were going to just be a terrible audience in Mm. protest. So they were just taking out their, like, grief, their whole thing. So they just, they sat there, like, arms folded, like, you know, like, looking like they were, like, we're here to not enjoy ourselves. Yeah. And it was a gig where I was not getting paid. And I got told, oh, no, I think I was. I was meant to get paid, but I didn't. Because, fair fucks, I did five minutes and I was like, look, you're not, you're not having this. I'm not having this. I'm going to yeah. go. It's the only other time that I've done that. Yeah. But I was just really like, there's no winning. They have decided. Like, they hate this. Mm, they, have come in have in and they have come in as a protest to, like, piss off the promoter. They're like, oh, you really want us to come in? Or well, we'll come in and we'll be the worst people we can be. Yeah. And I remember one of the acts. Uh, I walked off. And one of the acts said to me, you've just made that a really difficult gig. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. have you not been here the entire time? Have you not <laughs> I've made it a difficult gig. Yeah, the uh, vibe was pumping till you went Yeah, and just did five. <laughs> yeah, I, I tanked it and I made it unplayable. Uh, mm. Yeah, and then when I left, there was a uh, there was an ambulance outside, and it felt like it was there for me. Uh,
0: <laughs> Did they put one of those silver like blankets around you?
1: Yeah, yeah, the trauma blanket. <laughs> I need, I needed, yeah, I needed a paramedic to rub my arm. Uh, yeah, and that's what I wanted. Just, just I give, needed the... give me a hug. <laughs> yeah, I wanted a plastic cup of water and a hug. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so that was very that was terrible. That that sticks in my mind is like. Because uh, the idea of it being awake is mm. mental, but yeah, that was probably the worst I've ever done. That sounds so. Did you have to travel for it? Luckily, it was in Manchester. I had to okay. get a long tram. It was in like Berry, mm. right? Okay. I had to get like a. I had to get like a long tram, but you know, it wasn't. It wasn't one of those where like. You you have got in a car share with a lot of other people and you're like, mm. we have driven for three hours and it's this. Yeah. Cause and we have worst. to be here. And I hate that as well when, like, if someone someone gives you a lift and it's a terrible gig or you've tanked, um, mm. you can't just leave. You've got to wait for them. Yes. Because they're driving. <laughs> <So> you're <laughs> like, cool, it looks like I'm hanging out now. Like, Yeah just the ghost of the the gig that I killed, just still hanging (laughs) about.
0: I've also done a gig that was awake and I don't understand what it is about uh, venues that they think grievers want to laugh immediately after having buried a loved one. I
1: mean, I kind of understand the logic in that it's like they're trying to like, oh, we need cheering up or whatever, but... (laughs) No. no, no, and especially not from me or you. No, no. offense, Catherine. We're we're not we're not happy. Go lucky uh, We're gonna we're gonna turn this around. Uh, we're very much on the level of the the mourners. Uh, <laughs>
0: yeah, I can make it worse for you if you want. Yeah, I Is can. That... <laughs> I can
1: really sell a funeral vibe if that's what you're after. Uh, yeah. I look like I look like a. a Victorian ghost, if this helps. (laughs) Oh, God. So
0: I feel like we should end. We're sort of coming towards the end. um, And I feel like we should try and maybe bring it more positive. So what, (laughs) (laughs) what, what was your best gig? My best gig?
1: Yeah. Oh, God. I mean, I've done last night's gig was very good it might not be my best but like it was really I loved it especially like mm. being at, uh, at the axe throwing place I did have a really good time but it yeah. felt like I just got away with it and right. it was like if I'd have done more than my like 20 like a second longer I feel like they would have gone wait a minute <laughs> <laughs> you're weird wait we've yeah. been laughing this entire time at someone who isn't one of us um, <laughs> Whereas last night I like um, it was a, a it was a lovely time. At Grub- that's the name of the gig as yeah. well. It's like that gig is like I love that they've called it that because no knobheads are gonna go to something called a lovely time. No,
0: that's true.
1: They're not gonna be like, oh, we should get pissed and go to a lovely time. <laughs> yeah, drop my keks, show my ass. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pro- I'll probably chuck some stuff at the people at a lovely time. Because there was also a there was a Hindu in, but it was like the nicest Hindu in the world that oh, they decided mate. for their Hindu to go to like an alternative comedy night, mm. at a cinema, and they were so polite and wholesome. And it's like normally when one goes there's a Hindu in, you know, like they they had to tell us they were a Hindu,
0: yeah. You're
1: like whereas normally they do not have to they do not have to tell you you no. are very much aware there's a lot of inflatables involved.
0: Yeah, screaming,
1: talking. Yeah. Yeah. Any stag or henders normally you can spot them for you can smell them <laughs> from yes. around the corner. Uh, there's a lot of links Africa mm-hmm. uh, for a stag do and do. it just um, yeah it smells of gin. Yeah. Uh, you can hear them. So, coming. Yeah, yeah. Cause, yeah, because here come the girls is playing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I don't know where it's coming from, but that song is on. How? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and for stag dudes, there's just like a lower uh, chant happening. Mm. No, you can't hear who's doing it. You can't hear where it's coming from, but some, there's like a little chant happening. An as air if they're going to sacrifice. Yeah, as if a sacrifice is about to go down. That's yeah. what that feels like. <laughs> but yeah, but last night was great because it's just. It's just great to come on and not have to um, explain why you're there. <laughs> yeah. Not have to explain your whole self to people because they're like, what's this that's wandered on? Like, <laughs> is this is this a speech? <laughs> is, she, is she raising money for, for people who look like her? Is that what's happening? <laughs> um, so, yeah, just gigs like that where it's a... It's an audience who want to be at the comedy. Like, I've do, you've done Kiri's tour support as well. Like, yeah, those gigs are amazing. Mm. Their audience are just like so up for it, and so and like, they're, they're, like they they won't just give it you. Like, no, no, they laugh. They're not gonna laugh if it's not funny. But like, they really are on like. Because we're, you know, we're like our stage persona is quite similar. Like we've definitely got crossover. Yeah, it's just like on the same wavelength. It's it's also other sad women.
0: <laughs> yeah, and you sort of feel uh, safe going out. Um, yeah, in those tough support slots because you're like, well, but I mean, first of all, I love that what she does is she comes out and she does a little bit because I think often when tour supports go on, uh, it's just you go out and people are like. But you're not so and so. And then totally, they're just yeah. really upset because you're just standing in the way of the person that they've paid money to come and see. Whereas she comes out and is like, here's a bit of comedy. Also, I really like this next act, which is why I've got them here. So people are like, Oh, you like them. Then I want you yeah. to like them
1: too. And then and then the Yeah, show it feels happens. like a, like their feel of approval is mm. like kind of warming them up for you. Yeah. Because they go, oh, we believe that because I, I don't know, you know, I have no idea if people who don't do comedy know how tour support is chosen. No. You know, like they might just think, oh, this is an act that works at this venue or something, you know, like, yeah. This is just someone who's available rather than it being like, oh, they picked you because they've seen you before or someone recommended you or it, yeah. it fits well or something like that.
0: Yeah. And it it is nice to just go out and feel uh, sort of safe and accepted because then you can just get on with the job of being funny rather than having to, like, feel people out for the first 10 minutes.
1: Yeah, totally. And I feel like I've always got a because I'll talk a lot about mental health or, mm. like, darker stuff, and sometimes it's like, well, at those shows, I don't feel like I have to really, like, you still have to ease people into, like more difficult subjects but it doesn't have to be really like tiptoeing around it because some people will just be like oh well she's mental i'm not mental uh so i don't get this or oh this is too dark this is just this is just being dark
0: yeah
1: i don't like that i don't like these words whereas like if you know you feel like there's a sense of people like uh, just understanding or like they'll go with you Mm. you know like they're listening and they're like up for what you're going to say and they're taking a chance on this will probably be funny because we trust that this is funny rather than uh this little girl is saying something I'm uncomfortable with
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah so on that, why is the baby swearing you know (laughs) um yeah with with the darker stuff that you do um how do you feel that that sort of translates to you know the club circuit because I feel like the you know there are people it's different audiences isn't it so there are mm. people who go out on a friday night they might never have seen comedy before it's essentially just a stopgap until the clubs open and mm-hmm. um, they just want to laugh at like uh oh my kids drawings are shit is <laughs> food rubbish i hate my wife yeah that kind of stuff uh how Cause I never, I never feel like I could go down well at those ones. Or like that's hard work. How do, you, how do you feel about sort of navigating that kind of
1: vibe? I definitely ramp up certain aspects of like my performance. So like, like I said, like I, I, kind of, I, I kind of feel like I'm playing more of a character when I do those gigs because I'm like, oh, this is because if they're not comedy savvy they're not they might not have seen anything like that before or they might yeah. be like I've never heard someone talk about something like that on stage in a comedy setting so mm-hmm. I kind of just ramp it up so I'm more like I'll dress like a little bit more like cutesy because then it's more like oh that contrast is funny for them yeah you know it's like I'm just giving them an in because then that like pull back and reveal when it's like oh, I'm a bit more like y'all talk about dark stuff but like I look like, you know, like a the I look like a, a little girl. It's like, oh, that contrast is like funny in itself. So then it's like it just bides me a bit more time. And then mm-hmm. again, if I'll talk about darker stuff again, it just feels more like a oh, this is like a fun contrast. This is like like I say, it's like a, a baby swearing. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, how did all that come out of such a cute little package? You know. Yeah. Um and it's like, it's not, it, I don't mind doing that. And it's like, uh, you know, I'm not dressing up like a fucking big baby. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm wearing clothes I own, but it's just <laughs> yeah. more like, you know, I'll be more inclined to be like a little bit cuter rather than trying to be like stylish or wear a suit or something like that. Because yeah. then I'll be like, oh, I, I, I'm i trying to get across to them. This is the, you, you do recognise this because this is that kind of weird contrast so that's how I kind of navigate it yeah just because I think that people are immediately like you know you can it's it's shit but it still does happen where people will be turned off automatically if a woman is announced on stage Mm. or like uh or I'm not I'm not like a because the all the female comics that they might have seen are like Sarah Milliken or Joe Brand and it's like, you know, then when it's a younger person coming on, you're like, oh, I, I don't get what this character is, because it's not uh an older woman talking about men being shit or something like that, because that's like a character that they just associate with female comics, is like, oh, they all hate men. And it's like, oh, they all this'll be for the female audience. So yeah. we'll probably just go to the bar while she's on because she's gonna talk about periods or whatever.
0: Yeah and I think with that it's weird and uh, and a bit sad that uh, well I guess it's just that uh, male experience is uh, considered normal right?
1: Yeah it's so, universal.
0: Yeah and they've never had to try to understand things from another perspective and they're just so unwilling to even countenance doing so whereas uh, women have had to all the time because all media is made for men but <laughs> well, not all of yeah it, but you know what i mean generally
1: oh yeah totally and if something has like a woman in it it's suddenly considered like chick flick a woman's mm. film and it's like no but this is when you do a guy it, it's not a guy's film no it's not like films for the lads it's like oh it's just a, a film that exists
0: yeah um yeah
1: I feel like my overlying um, narrative for this podcast has being Catherine. I just want to exist, <laughs> <laughs> please. <laughs> just let me, just let me live, please. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: it's um, it it's difficult to, to do so. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so please don't take photos of me. Please <laughs> don't question why I'm out. Why just is that ask. woman crying? Just leave me alone. <laughs>
0: ask if you want a picture um <laughs> yeah. oh I was doing a when I was, it was actually a tour spot for uh Kiri and uh, this man was like can I have a picture and I thought of mm. us, so I was like yeah of course you can and he just took a picture of me stood awkwardly in the foyer of an art center
1: <laughs> oh my god I've had that happen to me as well right and it's so weird <laughs> I've never had it like at a gig where someone's done that but I've had it once where like I was in I was in Liverpool and I was going past the, the one of the cathedrals is like it's it's really grand yeah. and there was a tourist walking past and he was like oh can can we take a picture but I thought like the way he said, the way he worded it because English wasn't his first language but, like the way he worded it it sounded like he wanted me to take a picture of him next to the cathedral which makes sense yeah yeah and so I was like oh yeah that's fine And then he just took a picture of me. (laughs) What? I absolutely didn't think. What's that for?
0: (laughs) Some of my personal records.
1: (laughs) Yeah, am I on a website now? Like, where's that picture?
0: (laughs) Cathedralchecks.com. Yeah.
1: (laughs) That probably I I believe it. I believe that exists. Yeah. yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No doubt at all.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Bizarre. So what has your best job been? I think if I can count comedy, I mean, I know that's lame. I know we've just been talking about it, but like it's definitely the only job where, like I said, I feel like I can just exist. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It is like, especially at gigs where it's like, you know, like, like last night's one or like Kiri's support or just where they're more like up for it it does just feel like, oh, I feel like that's the only time where it's like, oh, I don't have to worry about anything. Like, I feel really free from judgment when I'm on stage and I can just be, like, completely myself. Mm. And it just feels like, oh, all I'm worried about is being funny. I'm not worried about, like, what I look like. I'm not worried about, because no one is doing judgment. Like, they might be, but I don't care about that judgment. All I care about is their judgment on if I'm funny or not. Yeah, And like that, because that's the whole, re- that's the whole job. That's the whole job. So I'm just worried about that. And I'm thinking about that and I'm focused on that. And I'm not focused on, you know, and also I'm not going, oh God, like when's my train? Oh God, I'm late. Oh, I'm running for this or whatever. It feels like it's just like a an exhale. Like, mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, can, this is the whole point of it. This is being what all of it is. Like all the rushing about has just been for this. And like writing and traveling or like having to do another job to support it or whatever all of it's been for this and so when you've got that like 20 minutes or however long you're on stage it's just like ah oh, that was me doing an exhale yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like me screaming ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah I get that that's a really uh, eloquent and beautiful way of describing uh, oh yeah. thank you screaming yeah <laughs> ah! <laughs> definitely done gigs where it's felt like 20 minutes of that as well but
1: <laughs> yeah uh sometimes they would prefer it if I just did that than my actual material <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah
1: at least that's uh
0: everyone knows what that feels like don't they
1: yeah yeah, yeah definitely <laughs> I feel like it's like yeah and also they can join in if they want Hey, sing along. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Join in if you know the
0: words. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, thank you for being a guest. Uh it, it's oh, thanks been for wonderful having me. Um where where can the good people find you? What are you up to? What are you doing?
1: I've got I've got Twitter and Instagram. It's Hannah the Plat on both of them. Um across all platforms oh. um i'm also doing a split hour in edinburgh on pbh free fringe so it's just free and give some money in the bucket at the end i'm doing a split with jody mitchell every day from the 10th till the end of august 10th of august till the end of august at the fringe i'm at roti which is an indian restaurant it's never had shows there before so even if you're just interested in what could be a new bad gig story, yeah. you can witness it for yourself. <laughs> Every day but the 17th and it's at ten past nine at night.
0: Perfect. Yeah. Amazing. Well, I think everyone should go. Go to Thanks. <laughs> It'd if be bad enough. if you were liked.
1: I don't reckon you should you should go That.
0: <laughs> Everybody, lads. <laughs> but it's free. <laughs> it's
1: free. What else are you doing?
0: Yeah. No, I think that sounds wonderful. Um, and I would come and see you, but I'm not. I'm not in Edinburgh this year. So. Are you not going
1: up at all now?
0: No, I do that thing where if all of the good comedians go to Edinburgh like you're doing, so then uh, there's lots of gig availability. So I, I just, yeah, just do <laughs> do everything that I'm not qualified for.
1: Uh, it's because... a it's a good plan. Like <laughs> we didn't get our our room until quite late. And mm. I just thought I was just gonna clean up gigs. I was messaging everybody, being like, "Very much available for August. <laughs> <laughs> if,
0: if you need anyone, I am here."
1: Yeah, if you've got no one else hanging about, I'm hanging about. Yeah, <laughs> please. <laughs> please. Um,
0: oh, yeah. I'll, uh, I always get to plug my things. So I'm, I'm, just, I'm gonna. I'm doing a show called "Scream Inside Your Heart." Um, at Oxford Fringe on the 17th of July and at Camden Fringe on the 5th and 6th of August. Um, if you want to get some tickets for that and we'll just just scream for an hour. I was going to say, it's a good title. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well It feels like that's what what living is, isn't it, at the minute? Um, uh,
1: not, not even at the minute, just all of the time.
0: Yeah. Thank you for being a guest. Uh, Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. Goodbye. Bye.